Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy! Academy Days, Episode 21, Sisters Lacey Winters woke up one Saturday in January with a headache that sat behind her eyes like an overweight porcupine. She pressed Duncan, her stuffed elephant, against her forehead, pushing back against the spiny jabs of pain. Wham! Something slammed nearby. Your performance in the skits last night at youth group was smashing, Flora said, whomping onto Lacey's bed and grabbing at Duncan. She must have flung open the bedroom door Lacey had carefully closed last night after hanging a Do Not Disturb sign on the handle. Lacey moaned and flailed blindly for the stuffed elephant. Give him back, she mumbled. You know girls in my dorm still sleep with stuffed animals? Eighteen, nineteen-year-old girls? You need to break the habit now. Duncan should be in the attic, along with those creepy dolls currently standing on your dresser. The elephant plunked back onto Lacey's head, and the bed bounced as Flora rolled to her feet. Those are not creepy, she growled. They are collectibles from Graham. She gave them to me because she knew you wouldn't appreciate them. They're art. Flora laughed. Art? They're porcelain dolls, Lacey. You're too old for dolls. Lacey watched through half-open eyes as her older sister tweaked the frills on Rapunzel's skirt and tugged a curl on Bo Peep's forehead. They looked like little girls wearing ghastly makeup. Flora turned around and flopped back onto Lacey's bed. When are you getting up? Mom went grocery shopping with Mrs. Oliver, and Carmen and Ira went to a friend's. I need company. She yanked a blanket free of Lacey's grip and wrapped it around herself. Maybe in a couple of hours, Lacey said, and hunkered back under the remaining blankets and pushed Duncan against her closed eyes. You sick? Flora asked. Probably. Lacey discovered a slight scratchiness in her throat and coughed. The bed jounced again, and Flora's blanket fluttered down on Lacey's head. Stay in bed. I can't get sick. If I get sick, I can't go back to college Monday. And if I can't go back to school, I can't audition for the spring musical. Stay in your room. The bedroom door slammed shut, then creaked open again. I will bring you food. Don't come downstairs. The door slammed shut again. Just sleep, Flora shouted from the other side. Lacey smiled and snuggled down under her covers. Well, that was easy. Her conscience quivered. In between telling Lacey to grow up and psychoanalyzing her, Flora was actually fun, and Lacey did want to spend time with her while she could. Flora did have helpful ideas, sometimes. Lacey raised her head half an inch, then plopped it back onto her pillow. Okay, she'd have sister time. Later. Around noon, Lacey eased her way down the stairs, laying each foot gently on the next step so as not to jar her throbbing brain. The porcupine had cousins, and had invited a few wallabies over for lunch. I told you to stay in your room! Flora yelled from the kitchen doorway. Go back upstairs. Lacey continued her grandma-paced descent, 
Mom, Mom, she's sick. I can't get sick. Flora wailed. Relax, Mom said, coming into the hallway. Lacy, do you have a fever? Lacy sank onto the third stair from the bottom and leaned against the banister. I don't know. Her voice sounds at all crackly and thin. She closed her eyes. The banister dug into her back, hard and knobby, but she dozed for a second. Flora's voice coming in and out like one of Elvin's chipmunks. Lacy, Mom's gentle voice came close to her ear. Go back upstairs. I'll be up to take your temp and bring you something to eat. She was so nice, Mom was. Lacey woke up again late in the afternoon to someone calling to her through her closed bedroom door. Lacey, are you awake? Don't get out of bed or try to come out. I just wanted to see if you were okay, Flora said. Everybody left for that post-New Year's church dinner thing. I volunteered to stay home because I hate crockpot food and after-the-fact celebrations. Lacey rolled onto her side and reached for her water bottle. So, are you okay? Flora asked. Yes. Okay, I'm going to run out for like ten minutes. We'll have some kibacha when I get back. Lacey sat up in bed. Is that an exercise? Because I don't feel up to. It's a drink, Lacey. Drink? What kind of stuff was Flora doing at college anyway? Of course, there was that whole... A little wine for the stomach thing, but just bring me some grape juice, Lacey said. I don't think Mom and Dad would want me to have alcohol, even if it would cure my cold. Flora's sigh filtered under the door like a hurricane wind. Lacey, kombacha is neither a fitness routine nor beer. Just go back to sleep, okay? Lacey heard a dull thump from the hallway and then silence go back to sleep. She'd already slept for 17 hours. A distant yip sounded from far away. Epi needed to go potty, had probably been ignored all day. If only mom and dad would let Lacey take her puppy upstairs. Lacey slid out of bed and opened her door only to see a barricade of furniture blocking her way. Freeze, a sign in pink highlighter commanded. Lacey planted a hand on the back of a bedroom armchair and the other on a quilt rack and pushed them aside like drapes on a window and barged forward. The third stomp down the stairs, her head reminded her of why she'd been in bed all day. Ow! She planted each step carefully the rest of the way downstairs to the kitchen. She let Eppie out of her kennel and opened the back door. Lacey's eyes felt thick and gooey, and at first she wasn't sure if it was her vision or snow that made the world look all hazy. But then the wind billowed icy wet at her feet, and Lacey danced in place, calling out for Epi to hurry. The dog came at her like a spiked snowball, crystals frosting her fur. Epi scuttled inside just as thunder vibrated the doorknob in Lacey's hand, and lightning turned the haze to stark white. Lacey squealed and banged the door shut as the front door opened. Flora clicked into the kitchen in spiky-heeled boots, swinging two grocery bags. 
She clumped the bags onto the counter, turned her head, shrieked, and jumped backwards three feet. I told you not to come down! A thunderclap shook the house, and the lights blinked. Lacey leaped away from the glass door, remembering every dire warning about being close to windows during a storm. Don't come any closer! Flora grabbed a broom out of the corner and held it, brush side out, towards Lacey. Do you want me to be fried by lightning? Lacey batted the broom away and shut Eppie into her kennel again, before edging towards the hallway. The window panes rattled in the wake of another rumble, and lightning flashed again, twice, in the whipped-up world outside. It's just snow thunder. Go back upstairs, Flora commanded. Oh, sure. Go to the highest point in the house so that the lightning gets me first. Lacey bolted into the living room and started grabbing every throw blanket in sight. I am not a human frying pan, Flora. Neither am I a petri dish. I will go anywhere in this house that I choose. Thank you very much. But it might be catching, Flora wailed, coming into the living room broom still extended. I'm supposed to audition for the spring play as soon as I get back to school. You never liked to act before, Lacey said, tying one blanket around her shoulders and wreathing her waist with another. I thought you were studying psychology. She draped a blanket over her head, Mary style, and hugged two more to her body. She pushed past Flora into the hallway and headed for the closet under the stairs. I'm finding myself, Flora said. Lacey yanked open the door and nudged the vacuum cleaner aside. In front of hundreds of people? Really? She waddled into the enclosure and settled on the floor, wrapping the extra blankets around her feet and legs. Flora crouched across the hallway from the open closet door. I can't believe you still hide from storms. You're 14 years old. This is ridiculous. Lightning is not going to zing past the 50 pine trees in this neighborhood to find you through your bedroom window. Lacey stared out of her bunting at her sister. Then why are you crouching in a hallway, huh? Why don't you go upstairs? Flora hugged her knees to her chest and didn't answer. Huddled up like that, she almost looked like the high school girl Lacey had adored two years ago. It's just, it wasn't even supposed to happen, me getting into the Christmas drama. The girl who was supposed to do it choked on a rogue chicken bone in one of those pre-cooked patties. And since she's a voice major, it really scared her. She didn't want to perform until it was completely healed. Do you know how many girls wanted the part? But she recommended me. Lacey unraveled a piece of toilet paper from a nearby package and blew her nose. Why? Because we're friends. And talent? Flora huddled into a tighter fold. I don't know, maybe a little. How will I ever know if I get sick and can't audition for the spring play? Lacey shrugged. Didn't people think you did a nice job in the Christmas drama? Flora pulled her face out of her knees. Yeah, but maybe they were just being nice. Thunder crackled and light pulsed shadows down the windowless hallway. Lacey scooted backwards until she was wedged between an empty flower urn 
and an open tote of Christmas decor. Do you know what my drama teacher says? Lacey asked, unfurling another length of tissue. He says I freeze up because I'm thinking about myself too much and not living the story. You need to just live the story, Flora. If you don't like living the story, what does it matter if you're good or not? Did you like being in the Christmas drama? Lacey gulped in a breath of air and blew into the wad of tissue. Flora shrugged. I guess it's just a great way to meet people. The sound of wind curled its way around the house, and a crash like the back screen door slamming open and shut made Lacey jump. Eppy howled. Suddenly, Flora was in the closet, too, rearranging the stored household goods to make herself a space. Give me one of those germ-infested blankets, she demanded. Lacey unfurled one of her mantles and handed it over. Flora curled up in the fleece and reached up for an old tin on one of the shelves. Let's see if Mom still keeps her snack stash here. She popped the lid and passed Lacey a package of cheese popcorn. Live the story, huh? Do you like taking drama? Well, I think I could like it. After I nearly let Jesus be born in the inn instead of the stable, I sort of forgot about the audience and just became the innkeeper's wife. It was fun. Flora nodded, her mouth full. If nobody ever came to watch, I think I'd like it. I mean, one day during practice, a couple seniors escaped from whatever it was they were supposed to be doing and came in. They sat in the back whispering and laughing. My face got warm, and I felt like I was swaying, even though I'm pretty sure I wasn't. When Joseph came to ask for a room at the inn, I grabbed his arm and couldn't let go. Lacey stared into the bag of cheese popcorn. Everybody thought I was just flirting because all the girls love Guido. But you weren't flirting? Lacey dug her hand into the popcorn. Of course not. I'm loyal. I've given my heart to another. Flora scooted closer. Oh? Lacey eyed her sister. Was this all going to lead to a lecture about Lacey's extreme youth and Corn's brain development timeline? The grin on Flora's face dimmed. I used to tell you about my crushes all the time. Yeah. Lacey picked a stray kernel off her blanket cloak. She looked up at her sister. You're not in any counseling courses this semester, are you? Flora frowned. Just one? Why? Well, I just don't want a diagram on how much corn is going to change between the ages of 14 and 23, or how statistics show that most ninth-grade romances end in heartbreak. I have never drawn you a diagram. Lacey rolled her eyes. No, but you get this look on your face like, listen up, kid, because you're just about to get smarter. Usually it just makes me want to do or believe the opposite of whatever it is you're telling me. A silence stretched for an entire twenty seconds and Lacey was just about to change the subject when... I have a face that looks like that? Flora massaged her cheekbones. How disconcerting. She ate a handful of popcorn. I believe what you're looking for is empathy, seasoned with enlightenment rather than just straight-up knowledge. 
Lacey rubbed her nose. Um, maybe. Flora nodded. Okay, I'll try. You won't use the words immature, angst, or self-actualization? Flora held out her pinky and Lacey hooked it with her own. For the next hour, as snow continued to fall, Lacey and her sister talked like sisters. Maybe Flora's homecomings wouldn't be so jarring after this. Maybe from now on they'd walk on level ground together. Like friends. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Thanks again for the kind reviews. Make sure to share with someone else who likes to enjoy a story. Bye!